Welcome to the Unified Gospel Podcast with Jordy Hutton and Nick Budick. Our aim is to do our part in accomplishing Jesus' mission described in John 17 by having open conversation with pastors, church leaders, and truthfully anyone who shares our mission, unifying the church. We hope you enjoy. Something else that you touched on that I... I I think is I want to point out just with the importance of community. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about how there's value in watching church online, mm-hmm. but it's not the whole thing. <coughs> Excuse me. Yep. Um, and as as we were talking about that, I was thinking like, well, look at me, hypocrite, making a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yep. Which is designed to listen on your own. Yep. Um, but the whole reason that we want to do this is to start conversations. Yeah. You know, and, um, like the most encouraging stat that we've seen from our podcast is that, um, we had one episode that has been like shared by direct link a lot. Yep. Um, yep. And one specific one. And we don't need to get into that, but, um, that's like that's the whole reason that we wanted to do this was yeah. like a foundation of starting a conversation yep. that can now be taken yep. and you know I, I have friends that um, like they paint for mm. like paint houses yep and so they've told me that like he and two other people that are painting will start the day listening to an episode and then they'll spend the rest of the morning talking about it nice yeah and like that's what I want to Absolutely. come out of this. Yeah. Like, I want this to be something that builds up community, Absolutely. not divides it. Yep. You know, yep. um, when that, I mean, that's why we bring churches together too. Like, yep. I love Ignite, yeah. and I have so many great memories of time going to Ignite. Mm-hmm. I don't currently go there. Yeah, you know, um, but I could have talked about the importance of community, and I have talked about the importance of community, but. Yeah. Like when I think of community in church, Robbie is one of the people that comes to mind mm-hmm. immediately because I've seen how much he cares about it. Yeah. I've seen like the time and work he's put into like making it something that people can connect to and feel comfortable connecting to yeah. and like g- can grow in, <laughs> you know? Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah. like, it's okay that we go to different churches. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's, I think it's important. You know, for a, for a while, I, I used to think like, you know, man, why are there so many denominations? Why does mm. the church, you know, it seems divided? Yeah. And I realized like, okay, you know, earlier we were talking about the the, the different distinctions. We all have the core beliefs. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesus died for our sins. Yeah. Rose again. Then outside of that, there are those secondary, third issues. And instead of those, yeah, there's going to be disagreement. There's going to be large people that believe in it. You know, one aspect of theology. And another, it's a secondary issue, and that's why we have these different yeah. denominations. And um, kind of came to a realization of like, no, that that's good because that actually can bring unity to the church. Yeah, because right. we can celebrate like, hey, you know, this is your secondary issue that you believe. This is what I believe. We hold the core of Christianity together, so we're going to walk together in how we can advance the kingdom of God together in our communities, yeah. and we're going to worship a little bit differently so that we can serve our people differently. Yeah. Because of that, more people can be reached, more people can be 
brought up in discipleship and have community. People that come to Ignite would not have the same community if, if they go to your church. Right. People that have, you know, like that's just reality. Yeah. Community is different in those aspects. Right. Um, so I think it's really important. Yeah. And, and not, not better or worse, just different. Yeah. Not better or worse, just yeah. different. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you mean, like house church is small and intimate yep. community. Yep. And that's the exact thing some people are looking for. Yes. You know? Yep. Um, but at the same time, one of the things that we miss the most um, if I can be honest, I don't know, this isn't like groundbreaking anything, yeah. but like one of the things that we do miss is like corporate worship. Yeah. You know, it's so different. Um, it's so different doing worship just in a living room with yeah. 10 people as in a, in a sanctuary or yep. in a like auditorium somewhere yeah. or even like at a park with hundreds of people. It's yeah. just. There's the something different yeah. about that, you know. Yep. You can hear the voices around you. Yeah, lifting right. praise to God. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yep. Um, that's been one of the, one of the things that I am enjoying most about doing the youth group in Detroit Lakes. Sure. Yeah. Um, I did worship last night, and like when it's ten people in the living room, I can hear myself, and that's it. Yep. You know, yep. but when there's closer to forty-five people singing back at you, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just, yeah, like, I don't know. It just brings up every time there's just some emotion that comes with it. Of, yeah. It's just such a beautiful thing that yep. got a little off topic. Yeah, but, no, it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah, I think, you know, you talk about, like, you know, home church. You guys probably have a deeper community than um, a lot of churches do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know each other yeah. well, right, deeply. Um, <clears throat> and that's a danger of, a, of our larger church is people falling through the cracks. Yeah. Um, the whole church, like I don't know everyone at my church. Right. Um, I can't. I can, you know, maybe know a percentage of them. Um, so you, as a pastor, you can care for so many people so deeply. Um, show them what community looks like by inviting them into your home. Larger churches, pastors can't do that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to divide up the work amongst the staff, and even then, you yeah. still can't reach everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is the, the beauty of the, the corporate worship. So there's you know pros and cons to both. Yeah. Either one is better than the other. The uh, like the the first advice that I got. From a pastor when I was starting this, um, he told me, he said, you need to figure out if you're a pastor of one, ten, or a hundred. Mm. Yeah. And he said, all three are needed. Yep. Whichever one you feel like God is calling you to doesn't make you less of a pastor or more of a pastor. Absolutely. But you need to know that and you need to do that mm. as well as you can. Um, and I wrestled with it because I thought like, well, man, Fargo's a big place. <laughs> a lot of people that need church. A lot of that need Jesus, yeah. So it's got to be a hundred, right? Yeah. Um, but I've I've come to like I'm I'm a pastor of ten, yeah, and I feel really really comfortable with that. Um, and and when I say that, like I'm a pastor of ten, that. I'm hoping we'll pastor 10. Yes. You know what I mean? So like, we're still getting to the people that need Jesus. Yeah, Yeah, you're not making any less of an impact. Yeah, but it's not, it's not because I'm bringing 100 people to come and listen to me preach on a Sunday morning. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, there are some pastors that can and do and should. Right, absolutely. And there are some that shouldn't. Right. That was really good. Yeah. So yeah, that was helpful to me. And, maybe encouraging to someone listening. I don't know. Yeah. 
we just keep on talking and keep on talking. Something sticks. <laughs> awesome. Um, <clears throat> so I have a feeling this is going to turn into a second episode. Um, but I have two questions okay. that I want to talk about and I don't know which one to ask first. But I want to talk about your call to ministry. I'm going to ask that one first. Okay. So you talked about um, going to NDSU. Yep. I also didn't know that you did time in, in Bismarck. Yes. Um, which. Learning all sorts of fun stuff. Like, doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. Yep. Because of, like, the people that I know that you know well. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, like, but I just didn't know that. Yep. Anyway. Where was where was Bismarck in the timeline of yep. high school? There's high school Robbie. There's right now Robbie. Yep. Where did Bismarck fall into that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so right after high school. Okay. So yep, graduated high school um, the next fall. Moved out to Bismarck. Okay. So uh, interned at a church out there. Um, yep. In their worship ministry, it was really more in their like production behind the scenes. Sure. Um, and then supposed to only be out there for a year. I got really involved in uh, the youth ministry. I um, actually came on staff. They had a youth group of about 350 students or so. Whoa. Uh, so large That's youth ministry and yeah. um, needed somebody to oversee production for that. Sure. Um, really oversee kind of the entire, they had a whole building. Yeah. Uh, so I was able to take over that job. Um, and yeah, worked really close on hand with the youth pastor and a couple of interns that he had. Mm. Um, and then ended up really getting invested into mentoring some students. Uh, so stayed for an extra six months. Sure. Planning on staying for a full two years. And then the condo that I was, it's just a fun story. Condo that I was living at, there were six dudes living in a five bedroom condo. Yeah. Uh, it was beautiful. We had a pool table in the basement and it's just perfect bachelor situation. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but the guy that owned the place got married, um, which, you know, yay, exciting, honestly. Yeah. Um, so obviously he was planning on moving out to an apartment with his, with his wife yeah. and the condo association said, Hey, you can't rent this place to other people if you don't live here just a stupid rule uh, like if you if you choose not to live here you can't rent it out to other people shoot so he's like well guys i'm sorry um you know we had a lease signed yet you know all the legality behind it so like when your lease ends you have to move out and so that was february uh i can't remember exactly what year it was um and uh just kind of realized like okay um maybe it's time to move back to fargo uh you know start going to college stuff like that so yeah yep decided to move back sure. six months sooner than i planned on initially okay interesting yeah and, and so the reason that I asked that is, like, there was, like, you were, I know you were involved in church mm-hmm. through high school. Yep. yep. Like, I know you were heavily involved with a lot of that just because of yeah. things we've talked about in the past. And yep. We don't need to get into that now, but, um, like, the, the path is interesting to me because there was, like, the intentional ministry training. Yep. And then, and then NDSU for not ministry. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I can give a decent answer for that, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I was called into to ministry, I could tell, uh, freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. I was on a uh, missions trip, uh, Cal Thompson, yep. Chicago. A lot of people have been on that trip. Yep. And yeah, so remember the spot in the gym where God said, like, you're going to be a pastor, you know, calling you into ministry full time. That really is why it was sparked me into serving as much as I did in the local church. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what it or how to pursue being a you know ministry other than 
I better be at the church as much as I can. Sure. Uh, sorry, started serving as much as yep. I could. Um, and then, yeah, knew that college wasn't a thing right after high school. It was like, I know I need some time to kind of process this thing through sure. this more. Let's go get some practical ministry experience. I knew the worship pastor really well. Bismarck, he used to be yeah. in Fargo. Um, just knew some people. And so, yeah, made the made the move. And then it's, it's kind of the reason back to, to NDSU, not seminary. Really just had to come down to practicality yeah, um, right. of like, hey, I want a bachelor's degree. Um, you know, seminary probably in the future. Um, but my dad works in NDSU. I can get a cheap degree. Yeah. Still be in ministry. Still serve at my church. Yep. Um, you know, get training in that sort of aspect or just like continue to serve. Yep. Um, but for the next couple of years, we're going to go to NDSU. Um, practical, cheap. Um, so that's, that's really the reason yeah. why. Um, so makes sense. No, no big spiritual reason, yeah, just no. practical, which I think some people overlook the practical aspect of God's will. Yeah. Of like, Hey, what makes the most sense financially for you? Yeah. It's probably right. God's will. Yeah. That reminds me of a, a pastor grad sermon from college. Oh yes. He said, uh, I mean, he basically was talking about like not needing to just over spiritualize everything. Yep. And he said, if you have two job offers, one of the jobs is five minutes from your house pays more yep. and you like the company yep the other job 30 minutes away pays significantly less and you don't really believe in what they do you don't have to pray about it yeah. for two weeks no you can just take that job yes. <laughs> amen amen <laughs> i think about that one a lot oh that's so good so, so if it just makes sense too. just do it yep. you know? yep. <laughs> It's amazing. If it makes sense logically, like, like God can just speak through clarity sometimes. Yeah, yeah. He can. He blesses it. <laughs> right. yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, so did did you feel like when you were getting your degree? Then did you feel to feel like I'm I'm doing this, but I'm not going to use it? Yeah, I did. Um, which was hard. Yeah. You know, there were there were some aspects where like, <clears throat> um, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, ministry is a, a surefire thing. Yeah, no sure. guarantee that I have a job, right? Um, and I wouldn't mind, you know, owning and operating my own coffee shop. Yeah, okay. truly, that was a, a thought, and, um, or even just managing one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that made that made some classes hard. Uh, where it's like, this is a requirement, and there's I will not use this in my yeah. real life. Um, yeah. So it was just kind of that dichotomy of like, okay, I'm getting this. I know this is important. Um, yeah. But. You know, and then there there were some times too where I started to uh, just really doubt my calling into ministry. Sure, um, really struggled with that a lot. And um, <clears throat> right before the residency started, actually, I uh, really started to doubt it. Just felt like you know I was um, just kind of failing at life. Just felt like man, this isn't where God wants me. I'm not, you know, why should I do ministry? <clears throat> and I thought I'm going to finish out my degree. Uh, you know, maybe take a job here or just move down to Arizona where my brother lives. Yeah. Um, Never, never thought that I would stop serving in the church. Never yeah. thought that I would stop serving the Lord. Um, but just maybe I won't be in ministry. Yeah. Um, and uh, it actually became a conversation um, with a, with a pastor friend, uh, Pastor Chris. <coughs> excuse me, our old worship pastor. Yeah. Um, and I straight up told him, man, I'd be okay with not being a pastor. But like the second that that word came out of my mouth, those words, I'd be okay not being a pastor. It's like the Holy Spirit munched me in the stomach. Yeah. And he just said, No, you're not, Rob. Yeah. You are called to this. I have called you to ministry to be a pastor. Yeah. Um, do whatever it takes to get there. Cool. Um, and that's when I applied for the residency, got accepted. Because um, it was a, a fairly lengthy application process. But sure. yeah, so yeah, the, the, the degree served a purpose, absolutely. Um, 
it's actually funny because as soon as I said yes to the residency, I was offered a management position at two different coffee shops yeah. that I absolutely would have loved to take. Yeah. So, and uh, was able to like in a slight like if you'd have asked me two months ago, I would have said yes to this. Yeah. Um, right. But praise God, you didn't. Yeah. 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 The timing of it. Yeah. And I'm sure that was like that was affirming to you also just in the start of just like self-affirming you know yeah. like that is something that i really wanted yeah but i'm so confident that this yeah. is what god wants me to do Absolutely. like yeah it really was just kind of a cool moment of like i could almost just tell like it felt like you know god was just kind of smiling like hey yeah. this is what you wanted but yeah. it's not what i have for you yeah. so that was really sweet yeah that's yeah. awesome so so follow up to that um and so, so you talked about that moment of like the punch in the gut. Yep. You know? um, what about the, the you said ninth grade? You felt like God was calling you to ministry. Like, yeah. What What was that experience? Or how did you? Yeah. <clears throat> um. And it was unique. It was so it was during one of our morning uh, times of, of worship together. Yeah. Um, and I think I can only describe it as like as close to the audible voice of God. Yeah. Um, just this this thought that came in that I knew was not my own. Yeah. Um, and it was just the Lord speaking, and probably I'm probably calling you to be a pastor. I want you to be a pastor. Um, I don't remember exactly how it was worded. Um, <clears throat> But I remember it not just being kind of an impression or a thought, it was, or like a kind of like, oh, I should do this, but just a direct call to, um, this is what I want for you. Yeah. Um, it was very clear. And yeah, brought me to tears. It was like, man, yeah. I, okay, why me? Right. But yeah, as close to the audible voice of God as, as you can get without actually being audible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very. Well, and that, I mean, that's similar to when God called me out of the teaching. Sure. You know, it was, and I've told the story, but it it, it was a similar, like, this is definitely not my thought. Yeah. Like, it is not a voice that is speaking to me, but it is not my thought. And you are telling me that I've learned what I needed to hear and it's time to do what I've called you to. Because I always, I've, I've, I had known for a long time, like ministry is the way I'm going. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not, not now. Yep. And you know, there's frustration in that to me. I've talked so many times about that. Yep. Um, That's good. Yeah. So, so then the follow up to that now, we've got four follow ups. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, uh, what does it look like to you, or how do you know that it's God? Like yeah, I'm sure there are moments where there, there I'm, I'm I'm sure there are moments I know there are for me where it's like this is this God or is this me? Yep. You know, and but like there are also moments where I know, you know that you know that, that is know. God. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um you know, I I kinda I spent some time thinking about that um before and I think really it comes down to like trying to figure out how to word this well, so bear with me for a moment. Um, but when you spend a lot of time with God, you know, in prayer, in scripture, yeah. um, really spending time learning his voice through his written word, yeah. that when he speaks to you 
through a situation where that calling in the ministry, calling you out of the schools, out of teaching, yeah. you can know that it's him because you already know his voice because you spent time with it before. Um, yeah, for sure. So if that makes sense. And then also, like, there's an aspect where you need to have people confirm it. Yeah. Go around like, hey, I think this is what God is calling me to. Do you see that? Yeah. Um, would you agree? Can you take Can you take a week and pray with me on this? Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I think there are times where in the moment you, you know, and you know that you know because you spent so much time with God that his voice is just so clear. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there are times where you wrestle, man, is this what God is calling me to do? Or is this <clears throat> something else? Is this my own thoughts, my own sinful desires? Yeah. Um, and those especially are the times where you, you get your community around. Yeah. Um, and you say, hey guys, this is what I think God is calling me to do. Can you pray with me on this? Yeah. Do you see any red flags in this? Um, and, and yeah, you spend time together as a community praying yeah. about that. Yeah, I love that. That's, like that's something that I do mm-hmm. that I've never put words to. Sure. Yeah. Like when you know it's God and when you feel like it could be God, yep. the answer is bring it to community. Absolutely. <laughs> and put it in prayer. Yep. Like Yeah. I think um you know, a practical example of that in scripture we find is Paul. Mm-hmm. You know, he uh towards the end of his life, the end of Acts he knew that he was supposed to go to, I think it was Rome itself. Yeah. And um, the the elders of the church prayed earnestly saying, no, we don't think you should do this. You know, God has showed us that you're going to suffer many trials. Um, but Paul said, no, I know that I know that I know this is God. So we're going to do it anyway. And the, the elders of the church said, okay, it's God. We're going to pray. We're going to send you off. Paul went on to eventually to be executed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think like we can see that in scripture of, there are times where you pray together and maybe some people don't want it to happen because, you know, they sinfully don't want you to do something. Yeah. Um, but they can say, no, we believe this is God and we're going to bless it and send you off. Yeah. Man. I'm glad we didn't end before. Me too. That is, like, that feels so helpful and practical and beneficial yeah. to so many people. <laughs> Yeah, it's helpful for me as I'm oh thinking about this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just, like, my mind is blown right now. I just, like, I just, I can't bring myself back to coherent yeah. thought, you know? Yep. Um, That's okay. Yeah, so we had, um, the church in Detroit, like I said, I work at, we have our, our missions conference, and so sure. we have... Out of everything that we're doing right now, is focused around missions. And yep. It just so happens to be that two weeks ago, or over the last couple of weeks, our kids have gone to the winter retreats at our yep. um, the, the Bible camp we send our kids to. Yep. Um, and we had a, a handful of kids that like expressed feeling called to missions yep. during that time, and um, yeah, and I. One of them told me that last night, and it's just like, like I'm just I'm seeing a different life in this yeah. kid. Oh, you know, so cool. like they're there's just like there's a joy in them that I don't yeah. always see. Um, yeah. and, and it's just <clears throat> such a. And I mean, I he didn't bring it to me as like, hey, can you affirm this? Yeah, but like an excitement. Like, yeah. Yeah. But. Boy, would I affirm that now? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, like, I think that's one thing that as we're looking, you know, we think how do how do we hear the voice of God? But maybe flipping that, say how do, if somebody comes to us, hey, I think I heard the voice of God. Yeah. 
you know, if, if they're like that student that comes in that is excited, passionate, yeah. wants to do missions, work for the Lord, yeah. that's probably pretty evident that that was the Lord. And yeah. I think uh, they're going to, on their own will, uh, decide, oh, I want to give up my life to missions and serve the Lord for the people of Christ. Right. Um, it's probably the Lord calling them to it. Right. So, definitely yeah. look into that. Well, yeah, because I've also had, I've heard people say, like, oh, this is not what I want to do. This is not where I want to be. Yeah. But, like, God's calling me here, so I guess I'll stay. Like, is he? That doesn't yeah. feel like God to me. Yeah. Same. Like, yeah, I wrestled with that one. Yep. Yeah, there are times that God's going to call you to do something, a hard thing, that you don't necessarily want to do. Um, but there's peace that comes with it. There's peace that comes with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I've I've shared with many people that um, Lauren and I have, have felt called into deaf ministry. Mm-hmm. And we feel a lot of peace about it. Yeah. Um, neither of us know ASL. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Nope. <laughs> but, like, there's <laughs> so much peace around that thought for us that, like... We also know that it's not right now. Sure. Yep. Yeah. You just know, hey, this is where God's to have us someday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like we just, like, the kind of spiritual way to say it, but like we just keep walking through open doors and, Absolutely. Um, you know, run into a closed door every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to say I I sprint into closed doors <laughs> and fall back into the God, the door that God opened for me. But, Amen. Um, but, you know, I, I know that that's, yeah. I, just, I just feel like that door is open. Hey. It's wide open. It's just yeah. keep walking. a few years down the, a few years down the track. Yep. Yeah, we do, we've talked a little bit about, like, you know, God's will, discerning it. And, like, I think something that, you know, we talked <laughs> about, like, the Pastor Brad example of if you have a job that's close by, you love it, yeah. can't take that. Right. I think so many times, coming back to this, like, as Christians, if the door is open, walk through it. We don't necessarily need to pray continually like, oh God, do you really want me to do this? Like, no, just keep walking. Yeah. And he'll shut a door if he doesn't want you to walk through it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but have faith and trust in him that if you're in his word daily, if you're spending time praying, seeking him, that what your decisions are going to be are yeah. going to be in, in line with his will. Right. Yeah. yeah. He sent he sent Donah a whale. Exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. He can yeah. make it work. Yes. Bring your community along with you. Yeah. Bounce things off of them. That that is such like that's something that I've had to be challenged in so many times of like not making decisions in a vacuum. Yeah. Of like just like, all right, I think God is I think I should do this. I make a decision and it fails terribly. Yeah. And then I'll do it again and I'll do it again. I'm like, okay, let's stop. What's the pattern here? Oh, I'm thinking about something for six months without telling anybody else and then doing it. Yeah. Let's bring a few other people into this yeah. and they can tell me, hey, hey, that's a stupid idea. Stop. Yeah. Or, yeah, that's what God's wanting you to do. Let's yeah. go. Even, I mean, there's even situations where there have been a couple of times in my life where I've been praying through something that I can't share with yeah. people, you know? Yep. Um, but maybe a little shameless plug for the value of counseling. Mm-hmm. Like, your counselor has to keep that a secret. Yes. <laughs> you know? yes. Like, you can say something out loud yep. to another person. Yes. Who will not share that with another soul. Absolutely. Because they can't. They can't. Um, I did that just this week. Nice. I realized halfway through my counseling session that 
the biggest thing that's been <laughs> fogging my brain for the last two weeks. He has to keep to himself. <laughs> nice. It stays in this room. Oh, that's awesome. Nope. So I kind of jokingly said, I'm going to take advantage of that, and I'm just going to rip all this stuff out. And it felt really good and helped me so much. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Yep. So counseling is good. Counseling is great. <laughs> 10 out of 10 recommend. Throwing it out. Yes. Um. Well, Robbie, we got uh, no specific amount of time left. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. But we did officially split it into two, so. Sounds good. Um, so, yeah, we don't have a defined amount of time. But is there anything that we did not talk about that you just feel like you'd like to throw out there? Man, I don't think so. I think we covered a lot of ground. We did. Yeah, I hope it's beneficial. Oh, I hope it's helpful. I, it's it been, has been to me. I was going to say, it's been to me. At just the very just least, yes. it has been to me. This has been so, a great conversation. So, yeah. hope it spurs awesome. discussion. Yes, and yeah. please, please, not for the sake of growing our podcast, but yeah. for the sake of having conversation with yes. another human. If you if this touches you in some way, share it. Yep. Absolutely. And have a conversation with someone about it. Yes. Because there's just, after your relationship with Christ, there's nothing more important than community. Absolutely. Yeah, if you... You know, I think is we the importance of community. If you listen to this episode, it's like, oh, that was really good, and you don't share it, you don't talk with your community about it, you kind of miss the point. Right? Yeah, missing so, the point. Missing yep. the point. Yep. Okay. Well, we'll we'll wrap it up, Robbie. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, we, I have a feeling this will be a, a crowd favorite. Sounds good. So I hope so. Might be Not many for requests sake, for uh, for a Robbie part three. Hey, so I'd be I'd be down. Yeah. Um, make it happen so thanks for listening and as always let us know who you want to hear from what you want us to talk about and we will catch you on the next one peace thank you for listening to the unified gospel podcast episodes will be releasing on monday mornings And as always, if there's someone you want to hear from or something you want us to talk about, please let us know on Instagram or catch us at a local coffee shop.